Good morning, Christ Center. It's Monday, November 6th, and we're starting week nine of our journey through the book of John. So as always, let's begin by taking a moment of silent prayer as we invite the Holy Spirit to join us. This is Amy Baker. Today's reading comes from John 13, 1 through 20, ESV. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son to betray him, Jesus knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only but also wash my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, The one who has bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you, for he knew who was to betray him. That was why he said, Not all of you are clean. When he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, Do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. I'm not speaking of all of you. I know whom I have chosen, but the scripture will be fulfilled. He who ate my bread has lifted his heel against me. I am telling you this now, before it takes place, that when it does take place, you may believe that I am he. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever receives the one I send receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. This is Sarah Haig. What strikes me in this passage is that after three years of discipling his followers through powerful teaching and life-altering miracles, Jesus chooses to emphasize at this last gathering his most important work. 
his humility, gentleness, compassion, and care for restoring brokenness, a foreshadowing of his coming sacrifice on the cross for all of humanity. But why foot washing? What an ordinary, everyday necessity back in Jesus' day. Imagine strolling in bare or sandaled feet through the busy, dusty, camel-pie-laden streets of Jerusalem to recline at a low table for dinner. Even those who don't have littles in the house have to be squirming at the thought. My eyebrows are raised, and my finger would be pointing my kids to the bathroom. Go wash your feet before you sit down and eat. The other gospel accounts record the disciples' loud, who's the greatest argument that to my mom ears just sounds like a one, two, three, not it chorus of those not wanting the most disgusting chore of the night, washing camel dung off the bottom of someone else's foot? No thanks. Interesting that in Jesus' day and age, no servant is there to be given the task, and Jesus doesn't just point them all to the basin like I would. Instead, in utter humility, Jesus lays aside his garments and puts on the towel of a servant. He gets down on his knees and lifts each dirty, dusty foot into the water, wiping away all the soot and grime from the day's journey and tenderly drying each one before moving on to the next. Peter, the loud one, who maybe just won the not it contest, turns and is mortified to see their master, the one he recognized as Lord and Christ, bending so low to touch their dirty feet. He rejects his master's tending with zeal, thinking, this thing is too much, it's too humiliating for my rabbi to do. Jesus' answer must have hit hard. Unless I wash you, you will have no part with me. When Jesus had invited him to become his disciple, Peter had found himself chosen for the first time in his life, and after the most successful fishing expedition of his career, he left his nets to follow Jesus. Jesus had picked him. All Peter had ever wanted was to be a part of something, and now this invitation? Peter's response to the invitation and miraculous catch was to recognize his own unworthiness in light of Jesus' worthiness. Maybe this is why Peter doesn't want Jesus touching his dirty feet. I can relate to Peter. Allowing Jesus to touch the parts of me that are unworthy makes me squirm. I'd rather shove my own dirty feet under the table and wash someone else's feet. Maybe if I wash enough feet, my own won't matter but they will never be clean unless I let the master take them in his hands and wash them. Coming to Jesus for the first time and receiving his ultimate cleansing, sacrificial death is the first step most of us have already taken and are forever grateful for. But I can't ignore the daily heart washing that allows Jesus to take the grime of the world and the dust of the day in his holy hands and tenderly wipe me clean. This daily washing allows me to freely receive the other goodnesses from his table and enjoy deeper fellowship with the rest of his family. Let's pray. Jesus, today I choose to give you time to take my attitude, my thoughts, 
my words and my actions into your hands and cleanse what needs to be cleansed. Search me and know me now.